And we're back. Welcome, everybody, to Tea Time Reports. Brandon here with you once again with another solo episode. And today I'm bringing you episode two of the solo installment of Raise the Trop in our series of covering the local MLB team here, the Tampa Bay Rays, once again, my childhood hometown fan favorite team. And I've kind of been on a little emotion uh, roller coaster here in the last 25 or 30 minutes you know I was getting ready for this episode just looking over some things taking some notes and I was I was already in a chill mood you know I'm, I'm, I'm a little tired sedated if you will um, but I'm nice and relaxed but I was just looking over everything and I'm like damn I should really be more in like a pissed off upset mood but then again I'm happy now because the Rays just won 4-1 you know all the reasons why I'm going to touch on why I feel like I should be in a bad mood kind of just evened out for now because the Rays have won and we, we've ended our losing streak and we look good today man Tyler Glass now man seven innings strong of two hit baseball one earned run hell Lewis arise to no hits and four appearances or four at bats um, struck him out once you know arise was batting 380 coming into this game his average falls to a measly 375 I'm kidding that's that's still insane but the fact that he was held hitless today just one, it shows to the slump that the Marlins have been in. You know, they just barely broke out of an eight-game losing skid with the walk-off the other night. But still, man, and even holding uh, Jorge Soler to no hits. Um, I mean, the top three leaders, or leaders, top three hitters for the Marlins today were a combined 0 for 11 from the plate. So, once again, we needed this performance from Glass now. This is exactly what we needed. And, like I said, seven innings strong, two hits. He looked good. He looked like that other ace in our in our rotation that we've been saying we've needed next to McClanahan you know so we just I just hope we can build on this and so can the team in general I mean we won four to one had nine hits and four runs you know it was, it was a good game you know Yanni Diaz showed out he had a two RBI double um, I, I really want to see uh, Wander start swinging the bat better bro and I'll get into that but Brandon Lau three hits and four at bats today two runs and a solo home run did strike out once a hell of a day at the plate from Brandon Lau, and this is what we need. This there's been so much shit. It, whenever the Rays are in a slump, and it's been the whole lineup in general. There's like seven or six or seven batters in this Rays lineup that are batting under 200 in the month of July. But for some reason, Brandon Lau is always at the center of it. But whenever he's hot, I think it's just because we know what he can be. I mean, he what had 39 home runs and 99 RBIs or some shit like that. We know what he can be, and it's so frustrating seeing him just be so streaky. But some people are calling for him to get shipped out, you know, in this before this trade deadline. I hope that doesn't happen. You know, I've always been a fan of him. You know, I, I witnessed him hit a grand slam right behind home plate against the Athletics on Easter Sunday at that game we went through this year. But he had a great time, like I was saying. Um, Isaac Paredes had a hit. Margot had a hit. Josh Lowe had a hit in the RBI. You like to see that. Luke Rayleigh had two doubles. Nuke Rayleigh if you will, had two doubles, and he's having a hell of a season, man, shout out to him again, I've already given him some love, but I want to give him some more well-deserved love, I mean, I'm playing, I was just playing MLB The Show before this, and dude still has a, a D potential, like 76 overall, man, do the die a favor, he has an OPS of 909, tied for first on the team with Yandy Diaz, all-star Yandy Diaz, batting 273 as well, man, he's having a hell of a season, but like I was saying, bro, I, I I need to see more from Franco. I really do. Him and Rosarina have been in such a big, big slump lately, you know. And it is refreshing to see everybody else in this lineup sort of pick it up a little bit. I mean, quite literally, 
Um, besides besides Franco and Franco and Rosarina were 0 for 8 today combined. Um, Siri, Hanley Ramirez, and Bethancourt. I mean, three other players. Five of our players went without getting a hit today. You know, but you don't expect Franco and Rosarina to be two of those players. But it is nice to see everyone else pick it up, especially Brandon Lau. Like I said, he is going to be the key. If he can get hot, he is going to motivate everybody else in this lineup, and they're going to start picking it up, and we can get back to what we saw when we started 13-0 and and, like, 30-9 and or some shit like that, you know. But overall, a really good game today. Um, RBIs from Yandy, RBIs from Brandon Lau and Josh Lowe. Um, Jason Adam came in and got the hold in the eighth inning with a strikeout. Then Pete Fairbanks came in in the ninth with his 12th save of the season. Um, one inning pitch and two Ks. You know, 11 strikeouts total. Even Glass now had eight strikeouts today. You'd like to see those two walks erased, but you're not going to complain. Josh Lowe with another stolen base is 22nd on the year as well. Overall, good game. Like I said, I'm, I'm happy. This made me feel a little bit better because I was coming into this episode on a, ne- and a on a negative mood and. I'm glad I didn't have to do that. I'm really glad I didn't have to do that. Um, but moving on, I, there's a, you know, it's trade deadline. There's a lot of Shohei Otani talk and this and that. And I'm not going to just flood this whole episode with Shohei talk, but I am going to touch on him a little bit more than I did on the last episode. Um, I was running a little bit short on time, but more and more have come out, has come out, you know, and since then. And Jeff Passan keeps saying the Rays are in contention. The whole AL East apparently. Be- damn near between the Blue Jays, the Orioles, and the Rays are all in contention, along with the Rangers and the Dodgers, as far as the teams that are in contention for Shohei. And, like I said before, I don't think it's a, it's not a lose regardless if we get him or not, but at, the more and more I'm looking at it, the more and more do I think it's not going to happen, even though I said it wasn't going to happen in the first place, and the more I kind of don't want it to happen. Just because... I want the Rays. Do do I feel like it's time to make a switch and drastic switch now? Yes, which I'll get into. But I just feel like Shohei will not be the answer. And a lot of it just based off I just purely don't think it will happen. But I'd rather just get someone like Marcus Stroman or someone like Jordan Montgomery or even Lucas Giolito. Um, you know, and that's what we need right now. What we need is pitching. Yes, our bats and our lineup are really in a slump right now, and I touched on that. Like I said, six to seven players with um, an, 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 a batting average of below 200 in the month of July, which is terrible. And even the Rays in general this month, bro, I think we're, I believe we're what? I mean, with today's win, I think we're 5-14 and 14 in the month of July, and the rest of the month does not get any easier. I'm going to confirm that, but... Um, so we just won today against the Marlins. We have another game tomorrow against Miami to round out this two little this two, little two game series of the Citrus series, as they will. Um, but we'll see. Let's see. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I mean, we started the month of July on a seven game losing streak. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. One, two, three, four. Yeah, so we're 4-14 and 14 in the month of July. It's terrible. And after this Marlins series, like I said, it does not get any easier, bro. We finished the month of July running into the start of August on a road trip, big road trip at that. We go to Houston. We play the Astros, who are right behind the Rangers in that division. Then we play the Yankees, who, yes, they're in last place. Or I, I'm not sure if up, to, up to date if them and the Red Sox have been flopping, but we we have a big road trip. Um, nine to ten game road trip, like I said. We got the Astros and we got the Yankees. Then we had the Tigers, so relatively easy 
three-game series to round out the road trip, but Houston Astros, New York Yankees are not going to be any slouch, bro, especially the Yankees. We know how heated it is. We know how that division rivalry goes, and like I said, it's the Yankees at the end of the day. You always want to beat the Yankees, and the Yankees are always going to come at, come at you with their best, you know? And the Astros are defending World Series champs, and we're going to Houston, so that's never going to be easy. So, and that's that's six more games that I'm really concerned about how we're going to come out of those based off how we perform in the month of July. But, you know, this is the time of the year where they really need to flip a script, and you hope they do it at this time. And it just goes back to what I was saying before, bro. They, they, they really lack some leadership presence in the locker room right now, in the day-to-day locker room. And Christian Bethencourt actually came on today to uh, 620 WDAE um, to the Ronnie and t Kraz. It was either Jay and Retcher. Jay Retcher and uh, Zach Blodner show or Ronnie and T. Kraz, I can't remember. Um, but he came on today and they asked him, like, yo, what's who's the veteran presence right now and, and the leadership presence right now in the locker room? And he said if it's not himself or it's the it's the pitchers in the starting rotation, which is great. You love to see that, but they're not the guys that are in there day to day. They're only they're they're only there pretty much once every five days. We need to see someone from the lineup, from the day-to-day lineup, and even Bethencourt himself does not play every day. Well, now that Mejia is on the um, disabled or the injured list, if you will, I'm sorry. Fucking bullshit that they changed the disabled list name. But since Mejia is on the list, he's kind of playing every day now. But we need to have more leadership, and you would love to see it from our guys like Wander, from our guys like Randy. You know, even Yandy Diaz, I wish would step up a little bit more. And we—that's what we're lacking the most right now, you know, and. One thing that's it's unfortunate, and whenever the Rays do bad, dude, and whenever they're in a slump, whenever they have their pitfalls, whenever they have their ebbs and their flows, you know how it is, 162 games, Kevin Cash is always, always getting the blame. Yes, I'm not saying it's never warranted. Don't get me wrong. I've never criticized so much, or one man so much, after what he did pulling Blake Snell in that World Series game against the Dodgers. I'll never, ever forgive him for that. I'll never understand why you do that. Fuck analytics. Fuck all that shit. No. I mean, I I, I'm, I know you live by it. You die by it. But fuck that, dude. Um, but it's not always warranted, man. Like, in times like this, dude, it's not all on him. He can't teach effort. Like, Randy or Rosarina just fucking lobbing a ball into the field of play and just giving Gunnar Henderson third base, man. The Orioles came in to drop a can of field and pretty much... They didn't, like, blow us out of the water by any means. I mean, literally all three of the games we lost, we lost by a combined of four points. We lost 3-4, we lost 5-6, and we lost 5-3, you know? And then we won 3-1 in the one game we won. But, dude, we got swept by the Rangers. We lost three out of four to the Orioles, and they just took sole place of first place in the division. And they're, they're, what, two and a half games, two games ahead of us now, and that's not good, man. That is not good. The Rays success in my opinion is solely dependent i mean success as far as postseason goes is solely dependent on whether we can get this division title or not i i I really do think that i think if we get a wild card i think we'll i mean we're fine especially right now as far as wild card goes on by any means am i worried that we're going to miss the playoffs but that division title is what we need because we cannot afford to be a wild card team man it's just going to make it so much harder and it's the Orioles, man. Don't get me wrong. The Orioles are fucking loaded. They haven't been not. I mean, yes, they are loaded, but they're good, man. They're they're a fucking good team. And it's really shocking how good they've gotten and how fast they've gotten this good. 
Um, but I'm not going to lie, you love to watch the players on that team, man. Gunnar Henderson's a stud. Adley Rutschman's a stud. Uh, Westbird's a stud as well. Even um, Grayson Rodriguez, their pitcher, is a stud. And, I mean, they haven't been, they have, they've gone 72, I think, 72, 73 straight series without being swept. That's insane. I mean, shout out to them, bro, but you do not want to see the Orioles winning this division, man. So we really need to make the move. We really need to do something to really make sure we catch them and don't let them run away with this, man, because it's not looking good. As, as much as I like to be optimistic and like to say, like, hey, look, I want to hang my hat on the start of the season. Look, the reality is, man, start of the season, we had a lot lesser competition than what we're facing now. But that's that's why you do what the Rays did and take advantage of that part of the schedule and why we're in this position where we can still we're still one hot streak away from regaining first place in the division, you know. And but as a race fan, it's just hard because we have so much PTSD of just these bats going ice cold and just not being able to get any hits, any runs on the board. And we saw it last year in the playoffs against Cleveland, I believe, and we have nightmares about it. We've seen that. That's all we've known the last couple of years, and we just really hope that this is not going to happen again. And there's just so much talent on this team, man. That's what I was talking about a lot in the last episode. You would just really hate to see that happen. But as, as far as the trade deadline goes, man, there's so many names out here on the trade block right now. I mean, you hear, you hear shit of, like, Juan Soto getting thrown around. Shohei, obviously. Excuse me. Is getting thrown around. I mean, Shohei's still being connected to, to the Rays, like I said, by passing. Um, I wouldn't... I don't think the Rays would mind the rental. We know that. I just... Because, obviously, we do not have the funds to pay him long-term when it comes to free agency. So it would be a rental, and we know that, and the Rays would be okay with that if, for whatever reason, they do hit the panic mode and come to this decision, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen. And we, like I said, I've mentioned before, we definitely have the package for Shohei, and I definitely think that out of all teams in the entire big leagues, we have the best potential package that we could put together to send to L.A. for Shohei Atani. But then, you know, we're just going to do that to potentially set him up to sign right back with them in the offseason, and then the Angels are just stacked. But who knows? All we've seen them do is fuck up great generational talent. But pitching is our strength. That Not strength. Well, yeah, it is our strength. That wasn't what I was going to get to. But pitching is our biggest need right now, which is it, it's interesting because it is also our biggest strength. You know, I think we still lead the lead in overall ERA in our starting rotation. But with, with losing Drew, Mas Drew Rasmussen, with losing Jeffrey Springs for the season due to injuries, don't get me wrong. I love Taj Bradley. I think I said this in the last one as well, but I just, we need another veteran presence, another more poised presence, more poised arm in that bullpen to round out the rotation with Glass now and McClanahan, especially come playoff time, because you really only need two, but if you can get a third solid arm in that rotation, you're really looking good and setting yourself up for success in the playoffs, especially when you have a lineup like the Tampa Bay Rays do. But. If we're, for whatever reason we do get Shohei, it would still add to that third man in that top three that you want to have in the playoff time in your rotation, but it would also fill that DH spot, which would be perfect for us because it would be that explosiveness that we have or need in our lineup, and it would allow us to use so much more versatility in forming the rest of our lineup, and we already know how Kevin Cash is with that. Um, however, there is also names out there like Marcus Stroman, Tim Anderson, Jordan Montgomery, Josh Hader, who they've said he isn't going to be traded, but that could just be something that could sort of spice the deal up some more. 
Um, Lucas Giolito, Lance Lynn actually said no to the Rays. I guess he actually submitted a list of a lot of teams, and among those teams were the Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays, which I'm fine with, man. I mean, you can shove it. I mean, you're doing good, doing your thing. Like, you're having a hell of a season with the Chicago White Sox. You've had a hell of a career, but you can shove it, man. We don't want you. Um, you just want to go lose. Go ahead. Um, Yanni Chirinos has been claimed by the Braves as well, which was good. Shout out to him. I'm glad to see him go to a team where he's going to be winning. You know, it's the best team in baseball. But I'd really be surprised if someone like Juan Soto gets moved. I feel like that's more of just like a, a clickbait type thing, you know. But I would love to see him get moved. But the Padres, you know, are still in it. There's still the chance, and there's just so much talent on that Padres team to think that there's no way they don't make the playoffs. My bet, my the my pick that the the, the guy that I want the Rays to make the move for the most is Marcus Stroman. I really do. I think that would be the biggest trade of the deadline, in my opinion. I don't think there's really going to be many big moves at all in this trade deadline, or before this trade deadline, if you will. But if the Stroman deal can get done, and there's a lot of there's a lot of hype behind that. There is a lot of speculation building up behind that, and I would like to see it happen. I might be getting bought into it a quite bit. Quite a bit, I'm sorry. However... If I'm looking for a starter, that's the guy I want. I also wouldn't mind if someone like Giolito or someone like Jordan Montgomery, you know, the Cardinals are selling, the Pirates are also selling. I wouldn't mind a Mitch Keller. A sneaky Mitch Keller deal from Pittsburgh would be amazing. I would not mind that at all. Um, even David Bednar, if, like I said, behind starting pitcher, I think relief pitchers are biggest need after that. Even catcher, bro. Like I said before, catcher right now is our weakest spot. Um... But starting pitcher and just one more arm in the bullpen is what we need. And I think David Bednar would be great. I love him. And I think, I'm not quite sure how he's been doing this season, but I'm a, I'm a huge fan of him. I think former number one overall pick or something like that. And I think he would really do well in this Rays bullpen. But even someone like David Robertson, you know, he's 38 years old, I believe, really old. I mean, respectively, as far as a baseball career. I mean, Justin Verlander's getting a start right now, and he's like 40 years old. But... And he's played with the Rays before. He has some experience here. He's still a good arm. You know, he's going to have some veteran leadership in the bullpen and some veteran reliability and someone who's been there before when it comes to playoff time. And I think that would be good as well. Um, even Kenyon Middleton, you know, he really took the lead by storm um, at the start of the season coming out of the White Sox bullpen. He was uh, in his first 23 appearances this season. He only had a 1-2-7 ERA. In his last six outings, uh, he sort of struggled as of late. But we know it is there, and we know this pitching staff of the Rays and what they can do. That's where, you know, like the Rays is where pitchers go to sort of, what's the word? Just become good, I guess, <laughs> for lack of a better term, or just put themselves back on the map. Because or you, you think of like a rehab facility, someone goes to a rehab facility, whether it's for whatever. Um, think of the Rays as like a, a pitcher rehab facility. You send them there, and when they haven't been doing as good or people might have written them off, then they just fucking turn them around into absolute studs, you know? And anyone that the Rays get the bullpen I'm going to trust is going to turn out very well. But even, like I said, Montgomery, I wouldn't mind him. I would love Josh Hader as well. That would be a really, really big move. But the Padres said that they weren't going to be moving him, but who knows? Scott, Scott Barlow, I, I know as well, is a really good arm um, coming out of the Kansas City Royals bullpen. Haven't really watched much of him this year, you know, coming on the Royals. But one thing is really good about him is his weak contact. You know, he's in the top 5% as far as producing weak contact as far as average velocity and um, hard hit percentage. But he does walk a lot of batters. 
and he 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 does get a lot of strikeouts which is good as well but he could be another solid arm like i said we are a rehab facility for pitchers and imagine what we could potentially do with someone like that <clears throat> but like i said coming down to it if i have like a top three names that i want us to get and i think we would get most likely to get would be marcus stroman i think david bednar would be another sneaky one then I think Tim Anderson would be like my wild card trade. I wouldn't mind having him in like a DH role, just another solid bat in this lineup. But you know, there 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 really hasn't been much coming out of the Rays camp as far as what we're looking like we're gonna do. And it's just all more so been speculation from these big name uh, big names in media like Jet Passan and Besser Only saying like the Rays are gonna be linked to Shohei and whatnot, but. I really like the idea of that Stroman trade. I really hope it's something that we can get done. And we definitely have the means. We definitely have the resources to do it. And I think the Stroman, Tyler Glass now, Shane McClanahan, solid three-man rotation in the playoffs. Then imagine playoff Randy Arozarena. Then Juan DeFranco gets it going. Then Yanni Diaz gets it going. Then Brandon Lau. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, before I get too much ahead of myself, I, I think that's a good spot to end it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with me once again on my second installment of the Raise the Trop series, man. And I, like I said, a little bit negative coming in, but I've talked myself more into a positive light. And I, I really hope the Rays can turn this around, make one of these big moves that I was sort of speculating and predicting. Then I think we can do it. But that is it for me. Make sure we, uh, make sure you guys all tune in to all of our socials at Tea Time Reports, Instagram, Twitter threads tiktok as well and thank you all so much for joining me raise up baby peace